What's going on? Go to hell. Go to Health, brought to you by the Masterson Plan. This call-in show is hosted by a certified holistic health coach with a love for strong language. So if you've got kids in the car, you might want to grab some headphones. The content of this podcast is strictly the opinion of health coach Galadriel Masterson and is for inspiration, information, and educational purposes only. This content is not a diagnosis or treatment and does not take the place of medical advice from your doctor. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Go to Health. We are live in the studio and the lines are lighting up. Caller, you are on the air. What is your name? Cindy. Hi, Cindy. What's your question for a health coach today? Well, recently I was visiting family and it's a very loving family. I don't get to see them often. Very celebratory whenever we get together and lots of food. Basically, my family shows love through an abundance of food, and I'm trying to figure out strategies to say no thank you in a way that they understand and I don't hurt their feelings and I don't disappoint or it's not seen as a rejection of love because I I can say no thank you to something, but then the encouragements to eat more or try different things and not necessarily healthy things they keep piling on through the meal like if i say something is good it's met with well there's more help yourself or there'll be someone you know that i don't even know saying you're on vacation relax be good when you're at home and If I'm bad, it's a slippery slope into real bad for a very long time. So I try to be as good as possible. And yeah, so it's basically how do you say no thank you in a way that people will respect, turn off that sort of peer pressure to keep eating bad food and still respect them, respect the chef, show love. I don't know. Does that make sense? Oh, holy shit. Yes. This question is so good. Well, first off, you know, I love that you're practicing excellent self-care despite the incredible, you know, emotional implications. A simple no thank you uh, to a frenemy food presented (laughs) in this family situation. Good work. That could not have been easy. It's it's not easy. And, you know, my family, there there are no vegetables present in the foods, any vegetables I have brought. So it's, there's a lot of flour, butter, sugar everywhere. And, you know, when I eat those foods, and I eat a lot of them, I just become sluggish and kind of like comatose, like a walking coma. They make you feel like shit. Yeah, I want I want to be able to remember and enjoy my time and not just feel like the I don't know if it's the weight of digestion or the blood sugar being erratic or what, but I just know that it's not a good feeling. Well, it sounds like you really know yourself really well and you know the foods that work for you and the foods that don't work for you. And I I think the problem for most people is they're not totally clued in into that. And it sounds like you have listened to your symptoms and you do know that. 
Yeah, sometimes I know it. (laughs) (laughs) You're human. So tell me, are there things that you 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 don't eat because you have like a a dairy intolerance or a gluten allergy, or is it uh, more that uh, you get symptoms like gastro distress or blood sugar issues? It's interesting that you ask that because for years I had a laundry list of food allergies and I was on an asthma medication that had a lovely side effect of lessening all other allergies. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so many of my food allergies, like the list was crazy long. And even I had a severe reaction to eggs. I couldn't eat eggs at all and had to carry an EpiPen. Um, I don't, I don't seek out eggs now because I don't feel great after I eat them. But if they're mixed in with something, it's not, I don't have to carry an EpiPen for them anymore. Um, it's, it's crazy stuff. So I think my family is used to me having a no-nos list. So that's uh-huh. good. But now it's like they see it as why would you choose not to eat things when before you were so limited? Right. Okay. So uh, this is, we're going to play a little game. I'm going to ask you to describe the problem in just one short sentence. The problem with the family food dynamic. Too much peer pressure to eat bad food. Okay. Now describe the problem in just one word. You've stumped me. (laughs) Do you want to pretend that peer pressure is one word? (laughs) We can say it really fast. Peer pressure. (laughs) (laughs) Or disrespect. Respect. Mm. Ooh, okay. And I'm guessing that that means not only you respecting the chef and your mom or whoever cooked, but also them respecting you. Correct. And your choices. And like, okay, guys, I'm an adult. I know what makes me feel good, what makes me feel like shit. Can we just trust me to put in my mouth what's going to work here? Absolutely. Okay. So what is the worst part for you when it comes to disappointing your fam when you say no thanks to a food that isn't in alignment with your goals or your needs? I guess they're not taking my no. Mm, Not being heard. Having to say it repeatedly and perpetually sort of disappointing that I am steadfast with my answer. Sounds frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. No means no, people. Come on. Um, Okay. So I want to tell you what the definition of codependence is. You perhaps know, but it's it's putting what we perceive others' needs be before our own at our own expense. And we usually do this for validation, acceptance, or safety. Um, And it sounds like your family would would probably like it if you would operate from a codependent place and to put their needs before your own. So but I want you to eat this lasagna, even if this lasagna is going to make you feel sluggish and bloated yes. and out of it for hours. Right. Absolutely. So please put my needs before the needs of your stomach. Thank you. I think um, it's 100% accurate. Okay. But what you're looking to practice is interdependence, meaning that first you look inside of yourself at your needs, and then you welcome in the outside, which is like you looking at yourself and going, okay, if I eat that, it's going to make me feel terrible for hours. I might have a blood sugar crash. I might be in the bathroom. I might get bloated. 
so I'm not going to eat that. And then you look outside of yourself. Well, how can I still, you know, make you happy and be part of this lovely, loving family dynamic without eating the dish yeah. you've just presented? Yeah. You know, I think that um, scenes like this are very common in in many, many families. And the reason is because families are like tribes and tribes have traditions and unspoken rules about showing respect to one another. And your tribe, Cindy, uses food to show love and expects you to respect that tradition, even at your own physical expense and comfort. So when you say, no, thank you, you are essentially saying, I have individuated from the tribe. Yes. And they're like, no, you're part of this tribe. So we, we're kind of like, okay, does your family actually equate your love for them with what is on your plate? What do you think? Um, no. Okay. Thank God. So a couple of approaches. We don't know if any of them are going to work, but it's definitely worth having fun with at the next family gathering. Um, And, you know, I think the main thing to remember is you can't change anyone else. All you can change is yourself. So my suggestions aren't going to be about how to put a spell on like your mom or your dad or your aunt (laughs) to make them, you know, respect your choices. But instead, we're just going to work on things that you could do. Um, You know, and I think, like, the hardest part for all of us adults is to individuate from our original tribe. Um, You know, like, if a tribe celebrates with baked ziti and red wine, but we've discovered that we're intolerant to gluten or dairy or or we just can't drink, well, how do we maintain our self-care while still fully participating in celebration with our tribe? Right. So why don't we start with the hardest suggestion, and then we'll work our way to um, what I think is the easiest suggestion so that you can go to your next family gathering with a little more ease. Okay. Okay. So my first one would be if, let's say it's your mom. Is it your mom that does most of the pushing? Um, No, it's my dad. Okay. It's your dad. Okay. So if you said, you know, dad, I love you. I appreciate you. I think you're such a good... cook, but I'm not going to show you I love you by eating food that makes my stomach hurt. Yeah, I could have that conversation. I don't know how how rooted it would be. Okay. <laughs> right. I don't know how long it would last. Right. Sounds like the kind of thing you might have to repeat a couple times, which could lead to even more frustration for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, another thing that you could try would be to invite them to have a meal that you've prepared. And that could be either some of your signature dishes, or it could be the healthy swap versions of some of their signature dishes. That's and a good idea. It, uh-huh. Yes. And that would also kind of establish you as the adult, like you're the one hosting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might even be fun to turn the tables and tease the crap out of them. And, you know, when they won't have seconds of cashew cheese or kale salad. <laughs> you know what? You don't love me? You won't have more cashew cheese on the kale salad? You don't love me. <laughs> um, and I love that, you know, my, my next suggestion was to always bring food. And you said that you already do that because your family, they're not big vegetable lovers. 
Mm -hmm. So you're the one providing the veggies. Good job, by the way. Um, And, you know, outside of even just referring to your family, I am a big advocate for people always bringing food to any social gathering um, because it does two things. One, it endears you to the hostess. And two, you know for sure you'll have something to eat. Yeah, that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I always bring a dish. Um, And the next suggestion is just fill your plate up and fill it high. Because I have found that nine times out of ten, no one actually cares what is on your plate. As long as you have one, it's full and you're eating from it. Because if you think about it, really, like, all any of us care about is what's on our plate. Or do you find in your family they're looking at each other's plates? Oh, they're looking. Oh, shit. Yeah. I've heard conversations between my dad and his wife talking about their, like, his siblings and, you know, oh, uncle so-and-so went back for thirds. That made me so happy. And so they're definitely noticing. Yeah. That that tribe has some traditions and some values and some rules. And whoo, you are trying to break them and bend them, make them make new ones. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then I'm gonna give you the final suggestion, and this one is foolproof. Okay. okay? You're going to use diarrhea as the excuse. <laughs> diarrhea works like a freaking charm. Why? Because no one wants to visualize you pissing out of your ass when they're trying to dig into their meal. (laughs) Like, literally, all you have to say is like, oh, I would love, 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 love to eat. That's so bad. You have no idea how bad. But every time I eat it, I get terrible (laughs) diarrhea. And then you can even go further. You'd be like, have I told you about the diarrhea? Oh, I'll, I'll I'll let you eat and then I'll tell you all about the diarrhea. (laughs) Trust me, they'll be like, don't offer that to Cindy. It gives her diarrhea. (laughs) Do you want to hear about her diarrhea when we're trying to have lasagna? No, don't ask Cindy. You know, it works. I've never dropped a diarrhea bomb at a dinner party. (laughs) Well, you know, it's it's trying out a little white lie. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, I mean, I feel like you have a couple of tools you could try out at the next family gathering. You know, the first one was all about that very, like, honest adult, uh, you know, I love you. I appreciate you. I think you're such a good cook, but I'm not going to show you I love you by eating things that make my stomach hurt. And then, the, you know, we did some in between. And then the final one is, no, that gives me diarrhea. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about my diarrhea. <laughs> I love that I still giggle at every time you say that word. <laughs> like, I don't think I could do it with a straight face. Great. Like, good. Have fun with it. It's okay to laugh while, you know, setting forth boundaries with your family. <laughs> In fact, I think laughter might even make it a little easier for them to hear. <laughs> okay, so I hope you have a lot of fun at the next family gathering, and I would love it if you would direct message me on Instagram and let me know which tool ended up working for you. I will. Yeah, then I can help my future clients because a lot of people have this very same exact issue. It's good to hear that I'm not alone. You're not alone. You're not alone. (laughs) Cindy, thank you so much for calling in to Go to Health today. I love your question. I love chatting with you. Thank you so much. All right. Enjoy your day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
Okay, we have got another caller on the air. Caller, what's your name? Hi, my name is Nicole. Hi, Nicole. What's your question for me today? So my question for you is um, when I am out and about, you know, um, at work or maybe even on vacation, for the most part, I usually am pretty prepared and, you know, I have snacks that I take along with me. However, I kind of have erratic uh, blood sugar, so it'll drop or, you know, spike. So my main question to you is what suggestions do you have if I'm in a scenario where I don't have, you know, something to munch on really quickly to, to stabilize it? Okay, gorgeous question. First of all, I love that you are aware of your blood sugar and the foods that keep it stable because many peeps, they don't realize that the crashing the, you know, rather the crashes and the cravings that they get can actually be a blood sugar issue. And we're not only caused by food, but can be balanced by food. And I'm hearing that you do get that. Yes, exactly. Yay, you're so smart. <laughs> okay, so what I like to tell my coaching clients is that every time you eat, you are playing chemist. You're literally creating your blood chemistry with your food choices. And you can upgrade or you can downgrade your body with every single bite. So what I want to find out is more about your biological software, your blood chemistry. So tell me, um, like, let's, let's talk about work. What would a typical breakfast, lunch, and snack be at work? Uh, breakfast, I usually have, um, first at home, I start with a green smoothie, which I love, and it is the best thing to start the day with, I think. Gorgeous. And then um, maybe like mid-morning, I'll have like a soft-boiled egg, and I make um, a nut a nut bread, so there's no, you know, white flour. It's nut flour. Oh my God, um, so I'll have a little piece of that with the soft-boiled egg, and then lunch, I try to just stick with you know, greens and a protein, maybe like a quinoa or brown rice or something like that. And then, you know, this is all in a good day, mind you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dinner. sounding so good. I'm like hungry hearing this. I love it. <laughs> I know. And then dinner, um, I try to avoid um, starches. So, you know, continuing on with, with greens and protein, but sometimes it's not always, you know, that streamlined, you know, if I'm going out and meeting a friend, sometimes, you know, I'll stray a little bit. But Absolutely. for the most part, I'm, I'm pretty good. And I know what I should be doing. You're human. And, you know, a yeah. part of being human is seeking pleasure. And I love to live by the 80-20 rule, which means about 80% of the time you're doing pretty fucking awesome. And 20% of the time you're like, I'll have that second glass of wine and some French fries, please. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. So I love the way you eat. Um, you are eating such a good diet of greens, good fats, proteins, and I'm not seeing a lot in here that would typically make a person's blood sugar fluctuate. And what that kind of indicates to me is maybe you just need a little more fuel. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I know some people sense. get really caught up in 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 portion control. I'm not a fan of portion control at all. I personally eat like a man four times my size. <laughs> so my question to you is, like, 
do you think you're eating enough when you sit down and have that nut bread or when you have your greens and your protein and your quinoa? That is a good question. And usually it's, it's so fast at work. It's like, I don't, you know, I'm not really sitting down and enjoying it. It's just kind of like inhaling it and then moving on to the next thing. So Mm. that can definitely, you know, be a part of it. But sometimes I just really have a craving and I'm like, I don't want a handful of nuts. Like I want something a little bit more, you know, satisfying that will kind of scratch that itch where like I'd want a potato chip or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think you the reason that you get those specific cravings, like you just mentioned a starch, is because your blood sugar is dropping and uh, something like a white potato would very quickly make that blood sugar skyrocket. So that's really your brain just going into survival mode. Right. But we know that then what goes up must come down. So if you do have the chip, you're probably going to have a crash a couple mm-hmm. of hours later. Exactly. So you're doing amazing. Kudos you. Thank you. But let's talk about some snacks that would stabilize blood sugar. And as I can tell you already know, those are usually like the good fat and the protein and the more fiber in them, the better. So why don't you and I just go ahead and make a quick list of things that you could either easily whip up in five minutes in the morning to bring to work or things you could find at, you know, most corner delis or markets. Okay. okay. Um, so you know, you already know about nuts. Um, yes. Especially walnuts. Walnuts are like a, a blood sugar stabilizer. Okay. And um, and that could, if you're like, ew, I don't want to snack on a walnut. It's such like a <laughs> very specific taste. You could start adding walnuts to, for example, your salads. Okay. I love that. Yeah. Getting a little cr- crunch factor is always fun. Um, avocado anyway is always amazing. I don't care if it's guac. I don't care if it's sliced up with that hard-boiled egg. You know, you could end up making um, like a little avocado toast out of that amazing nut bread you mentioned. Ooh, that sounds great. Yes. (laughs) Um, Even better would be if you do the avocado with hemp seeds because hemp seeds are like such another good fat and full of protein. Love that too. Okay, Mm -hmm. great. I love a hemp seed on everything because it gives it such a like this interesting nutty taste. And you get a raw, like a, just like raw shelled hemp seeds. Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah, you can get them online. Trader Joe's is selling them. Whole Foods, you know, Amazon, all health food stores. Um, another really good one would be some celery and cucumber with hummus. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Celery with any nut butter. The thing is with the nut butters, whether it's avocado, pardon me, almond butter or cashew butter or peanut butter, you just want to check to make sure that they didn't put sugar in it. Right. Unsweetened. Yeah. You don't need that sugar. It's already like naturally sweet. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Cheese could be good. Are you, do you like cheese? Yeah. I try, you know, same sort of thing. Like I try to balance it out and not have it all the time, but Mm -hmm. I think that'd be a great snack because it's also, you know, has some fat in there and yeah. And, you know, I suggest that because if you are totally fucked and your blood sugar is crashing and you're starting to get hangry and you can find cheese just about at any truck stop, any corner deli in a city, you know, any yeah. small town market. So that's always helpful. Okay. Um, and I'm a really big fan of this new product came out about a year ago. It's by a company called Simple Mills, and they make crackers out of almond flour. Amazing. 
Mm-hmm. And they taste like like cheese nips to me, like some cheap, Ooh. trashy cracker. But meanwhile, they're <laughs> like so full of protein and good fat. So they're amazing. Um, do you like popcorn? Love popcorn. That's always a super easy one. Um, there's another very cool company called Go Raw, and they make these pizza flackers, these little tiny crackers out of flax seeds. Hand oh to God, God, they taste like pizza. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, you already have your hard-boiled egg going on. Like, why not make it more fun with some hot sauce? hmm Okay. Deviled eggs, if you actually were in the mood to make those, could be amazing. Love that, too. Even better, take that yolk and mix it with avocado. Ooh. So, yeah, that could be really good. Um, and if you just need to run to a market... I really like kind bars and the ones that are labeled five grams of sugar. It's clearly labeled on the outside, and that way you know it won't be affecting your blood sugar. And sometimes that really scratches the itch if it was a sweet treat you were kind of Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you're just, you know, you're you're walking up to a deli counter and you're like, oh, what can I do? Get some egg salad. Get some tuna salad or ask for a quarter pound of meat and a quarter pound of cheese and do like a little roll up. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, great. Yeah. You, you can do that anywhere in the country. Yeah. It sounds so obvious, but sometimes when you're just like in a pinch, you're like, I don't know. I don't know. Just like get me something fast. And it's, you know, like you default to the shitty stuff, but exactly. I don't want to do that. So. And when your blood sugar is dropping, you will shove anything exactly. in. Anything. <laughs> and then I also think it's really worth mentioning that um, chia seed pudding, which is something it takes yes. three seconds so to make. Yeah. And it's super high, high in fiber. It's low in carbs, which make it a really good, you know, friend to blood sugar. And, you know, the chia seed, it's often referred to as like an endurance food because it gives you that long lasting energy. And the reason it does that is because it doesn't shoot up or crash your blood sugar. Okay. Yeah. Stabilizes. Yeah. And if you, you know, you make it with some coconut milk, so it's like full of good fat and creamy. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, And then, you know, some peeps, I know you're eating quinoa. They find that that can be a really good friend as it's low, it's like a low glycemic grain and it has that protein and that fiber. Yeah. Yeah. So when I, when I mentioned this list, are you feeling like, oh, but she didn't say anything salty and crunchy or she didn't say enough things that are sweet? Like, no, list sit with you. No, that's actually, it's actually perfect. I'm already like thinking of of different ideas and usually it is like a crunch factor but that I can get from like veggies and hummus and mm-hmm. if I have avocado I can do the simple milled crackers or Trader Joe's makes this amazing like everything but the bagel seasoning <gasps> that I'm obsessed with yes, and so that good. is an amazing crunch too so I'm already like rattling off things to myself so no it's perfect yeah you know, I'm I'm like you. My treat of choice is anything made from a potato. <laughs> yeah. But it's not my friend. It doesn't make yeah. me feel good. It doesn't keep exactly. my waistline cute. Exactly. So, you know, I love, for example, a salt and vinegar potato chip. Yeah. So what I do is I will cut up um, cucumber, throw it into a, a, a bag, put a little rice vinegar and some sea salt Ooh. on it. And then when I have that at work, everybody wants some because it tastes like a salt and vinegar potato chip. 
kind of. Mm, that sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, it sounds like you really know a lot about your blood sugar, but for people that are listening that might not, I just want to kind of remind our listeners that the big blood sugar offenders are sugar, flour, and processed food like pasta, cookies, crackers, bagels, you know, etc. Uh, the secondary offenders for some people, not all, can be the starchy vegetables like carrots, peas, potatoes, corn. And as you mentioned, you tend to avoid starches unless it's kind of like a treat sitch. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's also really worth mentioning that skipping meals can cause a crash. So just freaking eating is essential. And you know, my thing is eat when you're hungry, stop when you're full. Yes, absolutely. Okay, cool. And you know, if you you know, if you're a little wanting like something sweet, um, a lot of people find with blood sugar issues that berries are usually okay. Yes. But, yeah, you always want to eat them though in their whole form because if they're juiced, you lose the fiber and you need the fiber because that slows down how your body uses the nature sugar. Gotcha. That yeah. makes sense. Okay. Yeah. And you probably noticed from this list we just made, there wasn't really anything that was too crazy high in, in carbs. No. And that's my, that's like the killer for me. So great. That's important. See, you know, you already know this. You just needed like a little reminder. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. A refresher. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Awesome. Nicole, thank you so much for thank calling you. in today. And I hope that the list that we made also really helps some other people stabilize their blood sugar, particularly when they're in like a crazy work situation. Like it sounds like you are often in. Yes, exactly. All right. Amazing. Thank you for calling. Go to health, Nicole. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. What's going on? Go to health. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Go to health. So remember, if you're like Cindy and you can really relate to the fact that you've made a lifestyle change but your friends and family have not, always bring a big dish when you go to socialize at other people's homes. Not only are you going to endear yourself to the host or hostess, but you are also practicing self-care. You're meeting your own needs. You're not winging it and going, oh, I wonder if there's going to be something for me to eat. You know there is because you brought a dish. And if you're you're looking for a great place to find recipes, you got to check out yumuniverse.com. Years ago, my wife was making every week the Yum Universe all plant lasagna. Even the cheese is made out of cashews. It is so good. At the time, I said to her, babe, the cast of Jersey Shore would love this. We took the lasagna to my aunt and uncle's house when we were visiting. My uncle's this big, burly guy. He hunts, he fishes, he builds shit. He loved that lasagna. He begged for the recipe. He made a deal with my wife that day. He said, you taste the venison that I, you know, procured, and I'll taste your all-plant lasagna. Well, she never ate venison again, but he is still eating that lasagna. And if you're like Nicole and blood sugar is of concern for you, you've got to get on againstallgrain.com and Nom Nom Paleo. You're going to find some amazing easy recipes there. And of course, the links to all of these will be in my show notes. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, Go to Health. Once again, 
I'm Galadriel Masterson. I'm a certified holistic health and lifestyle coach. Health is my absolute favorite topic, and I would love to discuss it with you, either one-on-one working with me, or be a caller here on the show, or just follow me on Facebook or Instagram. My website is www.themastersonplan.com. Both Instagram and Facebook are at The Masterson Plan. And please, rate and review this show on iTunes. This podcast was produced by the team at DSRA Podcast. You can find them at www.dsrapodcast.com. The music for the show was created by the one and only Rick Rideau. The photo was done by the incredible Guy Furrow, a.k.a. Miss Guy. And the logo was created by the lovely Donica Underhill. Once again, I'm Galadriel Masterson. This is Go to Health, and you, my friends, can go to health.